I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. What's up, everybody? We're back with another edition of Through the Smoke, a Miami Hurricanes podcast here on the 24-7 Sports Network. David Lake here with Christopher Stock, and we are going to get into the spring game here, Chris, in this episode. Um, How excited are you to finally be able to watch these guys compete? Because things, as fans know, things have been closed down to the media, to the public. Um, But this Saturday... For one day, this offseason, we get to watch Miami compete. You excited to, to watch the guys get to work? Yeah, it's going to be good to see the guys. There's a number of new newcomers and even the young quarterbacks that we haven't seen much of. You know, even Tyler Van Dyke, we saw him a little bit in the spring last year. But yeah, there's a lot of guys just to see how they move, how they play. And we've certainly heard a lot about them this spring, but actually seeing them in person and Rightly or wrongly, they'll be viewed by not just the media, by by fans, because fans are going to get to see it on TV. Um, you know, they'll they'll be viewed um, by by how they perform in the spring game. It'll be very interesting to see how guys do. Yeah. So the game for for people that are unaware will be kicking off at eleven o'clock in the morning Eastern time. Uh, going to be televised on the ACC network. Uh, if you have that with your Comcast packet or. If you have a Comcast package, you don't get the ACC network, I guess, but there are certainly streaming options out there, such as, I guess, Sling, YouTube TV, where you can maybe sign up for a free trial and check things out. Um, so yeah, but we're going to get deeper into what we kind of expect, what we want to see out of the spring game. Uh, but first, Chris, I think we should maybe share some quick thoughts on what we feel like we learned from Miami's second scrimmage of the spring, which was held Friday night at Hard Rock Stadium. Again, closed to the media, closed to the public, but uh, Miami head coach Manny Diaz released some stats, um, you know, fr- from the top performers of the scrimmage. I guess, Chris, I wanted, wanted to get your take on maybe, give me one thing that you feel like you, you learned uh, coming out of that second scrimmage. I think the thing I learned is Charleston Rambo will be a factor with this receiver group. Seven catches on, he mentioned seven targets, 107 yards and a touchdown. And there's a lot of competition that wide receiver. And for him to perform like that, I thought it was a good sign. I I think he's a guy that's heavily involved. I know there's expectations for him to do well this year and really integrate himself into the Miami offense. But based on those numbers, they're very good. And I certainly think that he's going to be a factor. Um, Maybe the little bit of a slow start, or maybe there was an adjustment period, but sounds like he's doing well. And like I said, he's firmly in the mix, and they needed him to be an impact player. And it sounds like he's doing a good job of that. And once again, producing. I think that was my biggest takeaway, and I think it was great to see because you're always looking for numbers, you know, the the best numbers possible from from guys when they're passed on to you in terms of the statistics. Yeah, I agree. Charleston definitely was good to see that he had a productive day. I. You hinted at it, but it, 
you know, it sounded like, and people have told me behind the scenes that, you know, it kind of took them a while to get going, but it, it does sound like too, since, you know, the month of April, um, he's kind of taken his game to that next level. Charleston kind of said that to us too, in a recent media session where he, he felt like he needed some time to get on the same page as these quarterbacks, both Tyler Van Dyke and Jake Garcia, they've been throwing a lot, um, him, him, all the receivers and the quarterbacks after practices. And so I guess there is more of a connection there and that's translated into the scrimmage. It sounded like Rambo, uh, started the scrimmage off with a trick play. Um, it looked like he beat Tyreek Stevenson on that play for, for a long touchdown, 50 plus yards or so. And, uh, again, you, you mentioned it caught all seven of his targets. That's good to see. And I know Miami fans will be curious to, to watch him in action on Saturday. I think the guy I want to highlight from the brief little scrimmage recap Manny Diaz gave us is DJ Ivy, cornerback. So guy on the, def- the defensive side of the ball. Um, I think kind of what, what I'm hearing is DJ's starting to improve his consistency. Um, you know, I think maybe, um, I think DJ gets a lot of flack that at times is, is not, not all that fair. Um, he, he does struggle at times when he faces guys that are surefire NFL wide receivers, right? The Brown, North Carolina, one of the fastest wide receivers in the country, DJ Ivy struggled, uh, in 2020 against North Carolina struggled to get his hands on him. And when you give a guy like Deami Brown a free release, it's going to be tough. Um, my understanding is DJ Ivy's cleaning up his technique, uh, press man coverage. And, you know, that's when he's at his best. When, when DJ can get his hands on a wide receiver, more times than not, DJ's going to win that battle. Um, so, you know, to, the, to your point earlier, going against a guy like Charleston Rambo, in practice is, is only going to help DJ in that regard. Cause Rambo is that type of receiver too. Um, so I'm hearing pretty good things about DJ Ivy, uh, so far in spring, um, uh, to me, again, the, the, the issue with him is consistency. I think he is a talented guy. Um, no doubt he needs to improve, but I think he is improving. And overall, I, I feel, I feel a little better about the cornerback spot, um, this spring, compared to maybe where things were at, at some points during the 2020 season. So yeah, those are our brief takeaways, I guess, uh, from the second scrimmage. We're going to take a quick break here, and then we will get into what we think, or what we, what we want to see, some of our thoughts, expectations for the spring game this weekend. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, Chris, we're back. Um, I'm just going to open this with, with an easy, easy question. I guess in, in general, what do you want to see from the team on Saturday? Well, I think it starts with a defense, and I normally wouldn't say that with the with the spring game. But honestly, look, these are Miami's backup quarterbacks, however you want to rate them or whatever. Miami's defense needs to shut these guys down. Let's let's start looking ahead to what's happening in 2021. We'll worry about the future when the future comes in terms of those quarterbacks. But I want to see the defense play really well. You know, I don't want to see the quarterbacks have big numbers. I don't want to see necessarily the running backs either. I think for this defense, I I believe they have a lot of question marks. Uh, Frankly, I know they returned some guys. Some guys need to step up up at linebacker. It sounds like they're making progression, but let's see it on Saturday. You want to see some big plays by the defense. You want to see the offense struggle a little bit. You want to feel like the defense is going to be able to contain some offenses. This will not be the best offense that the Miami Hurricanes face uh, when they line up on, on Saturday at the spring game. And it shouldn't be because, like I said, backup quarterbacks and whatnot. So there's going to be better offenses. I'd like to see the defense play well. And I know that will not be a popular opinion. I know when you watch it, you're going to look, you want to see the offensive success and I'm sure they'll do well in times and, and things like that. But I just think it from a, from a 2021 standpoint, you want to see the defense play well. And, and that's the biggest thing I'll be looking for. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I think, you know, the, the cliche that, that gets thrown out there all around the country in this, in the spring, right. Is typically the defense is ahead of the offense. Uh, during this time, because offense, you know, takes more of a rhythm, uh, takes more chemistry than defense. And that's kind of something that's being built in the spring. So, you know, is it, let me ask you it this way, Chris, do you think it would be a bad sign for the defense if the offense comes out and puts up big numbers? Maybe because like I said, there's question marks with the defense anyways. I'm not going to look at like if the offense does well or is doing well, I'm not going to say, oh, it's just a one-off day. It's not just a one-off practice. I think there are question marks with the defense. So at some point, and this will be the only time we get to see them in the spring, you know, you want to see the defense do really well. Um, You want to see them really clamp down. You want to see certain guys really bring it. And, And I think, I think, yeah, I think that, until you start seeing positive performances, because look, I know we want to put 2020 away and, and not think much about it, but they got, they got embarrassed quite a few times last year on defense, you know, and it's hard to erase those memories of what happened to Clemson and in particular North Carolina. If you want to, again, if you want to chalk up the Clemson game and put that in a box somewhere, but that North Carolina game was terrible and it wasn't that long ago, you know, it was, it was, they just played that game, you know, in terms of, you know, they had the bowl game afterwards, but that's to me, that's what sticks out of my mind. So at some point it's got to get corrected. And I think, I think that though there will be concerns until they start having positive performances. And um, you, you want to see something in the spring game that gives you indication that there is indeed positive um, progress being made. Now you're not expecting a shutout and, there will be plays made. Don't get me wrong, but again, this is a te- this is a defense that will be facing a team, an offense that they've been facing all spring. They know these guys, so I, I just think at some point they, they need to perform well, and 
Um, until they do, I think there'll be, there will be question marks. I think one factor that will help the defense, uh, you know, ha- have a chance to have a strong performance is that let's be real. The offense most likely is going to be vanilla um, because Miami's not going to want to put anything necessarily on film that Alabama, who is the week one opponent uh, can, can see and game plan for. So I would expect a fairly vanilla game plan offensively. I don't think, you know, they're going to scheme anything up to try and beat the defense. I think it's just going to be about execution for the offense. And so the thing I'm looking for, honestly, kind of speaks to your point, right? I just want to see which side of the ball, or I guess both sides, honestly, can make plays, right? So on offense, can they generate explosive plays? Can guys execute? It's good. It's basically going to be that classic one-on-one type of game where, you know, there's nothing special going to be going on with the scheme. It's going to be about you beating the guy across from you. And so whether that's on offense with big plays, explosive touchdowns, chunk plays, or on defense with negative plays, uh, causing turnovers, that's what I'm going to be looking for in terms of which side can generate more of those types of plays. So, um, you know, it, it's going to be, to me, it's going to be a game where, yeah, there you're not going to see any like real creativity with the scheme, of course, but I think we will leave that game with a pretty good understanding of the overall talent level of this team. Where do the big plays come from and what do they look like? Um, Chris, which I think you and I, everyone that's going to be watching that game, we're all curious about which, which how the quarterbacks are going to look, right? So that goes without saying. Tyler Van Dyke, Jake Garcia, we're all going to dissect those performances we're all probably going to read too much into them. That's part of the fun of the spring. Um, but also this is the only chance we get to do that. So it is understandable, right? But outside of the quarterbacks, give me a player that you are excited to see compete on Saturday. Look, I'm going to go a different route with this. And honestly, I just said it before, you know, those quarterbacks and, and putting that aside, I am most there's been a lot of talk and we've talked a lot about on, on the website about young players, all these guys performing. It's a lot of fun to talk about who the up and coming guys are. Look on Saturday in general, I'll be looking at the top players on the team because once again, these are the guys that are going to be leading the team in 2021. The one player I'll be watching the most might come as a bit of a surprise because I said on this podcast before, I believe that it feels like I'm not projecting or anything. It just feels like this is going to be Don Chaney's juniors, um, run, you know, his team, not his team, but just that he's going to emerge from the pack. I've been very high on Jalen Knighton. However, the one player I'm going to be watching on in the spring game is Cameron Harris. Reason why I'm saying that is because he was the best running back last year. He had that big, that big hurdle in that last scrimmage. Players are talking highly about Cam hard worker. Look, the running back position is so interesting to me because I do believe if the running game improve improves, you're going to have a chance to improve the offense. I think that's the biggest area where Miami can improve. And I know there's a lot of attention on the passing game and the wide receivers guys dropping passes too much, but I just think finishing ninth in the conference last year in rushing, they can be better. They need to be better for the whole offense to work. And I, I, I am very curious to see if Cameron Harris takes has a big performance, stays out in front of Cheney and Jalen like he was last year, 
and, and really kind of emerges. I'm watching the running back position because Rhett Lashley's already said he wants a feature back. So I'm thinking about, it's not going to be this three carry, everybody getting um, equal time or a lot of time. It's going to be one guy. And I'm curious in particular to see if Cam can hold these guys off. It'll be our lasting memory for this whole summer. And I, and I feel like he's going to want to come out strong and we'll see if he can do that. If he can have one... He's not going to, I don't know if he's going to hurdle another guy, but if he just has another big performance, another big play, can he reel off those big runs like he did in the first two weeks of last season? It does seem like, I mean, obviously he's, he's got to be entering this scrimmage with a lot of momentum, a lot of confidence. Like you mentioned, he, he hurdled Gervin Hall on his way to the end zone. A very impressive play. Uh, You can find it uh, on inside the U.com. I mean, we, we have the clip up on the site if you haven't seen it yet, but big, big, big time play. I agree though, Chris, like it just feels like whether it is Don Chaney, who, who I agree, I think it is trending that way. Uh, or Jalen Knighton, who, you know, to me, you could make the argument with Jalen. Uh, he, he is, he is the most explosive. He is the most dynamic running back on the roster. Right. But with him, it's about durability. It's about, can he handle the workload? So to me, I'm curious in this spring game how how the carries get divided up. And I wonder if they do maybe give Jalen Knighton a lot of burn just to see how he does handle that situation. How he because he's coming off a very good performance in the second scrimmage. Seemed like they held back Don Chaney for whatever reason. Who knows? Um, but Jalen Knighton was the most productive player from the running back position in the second scrimmage whereas Cam Harris probably had the highlight real play of the game. But I like that pick. I'm with you in terms of it's fun to talk about the young guys, but let's be real, right? The, the, the old guys, the returning starters, they're really going to determine how good Miami is in 2021. Um, I think my the guy I would highlight as a non-quarterback that I'm excited to see compete and it's tough, right? I mean, there, there's so many ways I could go with this. You could go with Tyreek Stevenson. You could go Charleston Rambo. I'm curious what Jalen Rivers looks like, but I think I will go with defensive end Jafari Harvey. Um, and that's just because I want to know what this pass rush looks like. And I think from a physical traits standpoint, Jafari Harvey has the highest ceiling of anyone on Miami's roster right now. Um, he, he's the twitchiest guy they have on the edge. Um, he's got the size they're looking for at six, four, about two fifty five, two sixty. So it's time for him to, to produce. It's time for him to show that he can be the next guy in that line at the edge rush spot for Miami. Um, this defensive end position is the glamor position for this defense and they need to find someone there that can wreak havoc. So, um, I'm going to be watching Jafari Harvey with him. I think it's mainly just a technique type stuff that, that he needs to clean up and improve on in his game. And we'll see because, you know, everyone's hyping up Zion Nelson left tackle as a guy who is getting some first round buzz for, for, you know, early, early, early NFL draft prognostications. And so uh, Jafari Harvey is going against a guy that's viewed as very talented. So, how does Jafari Harvey uh, perform in that situation? I'll be interested to see. Um, let's move on to position group that you want to keep an eye on during the game, Chris. 
Yeah, for me, and, and talk highly about running back, obviously, but I, I'm very curious about the the cornerbacks and, and the secondary as a whole, if they're going to be able to prevent the offense from having big plays. You touched on Tyreek Stevenson. You touched on DJ Ivy earlier. Sir, certainly curious to see how he does, but Tyreek Stevenson, let's see what he has. You know, let, let's see him shut down these wide receivers. And, and you know, the safeties, obviously, Bubba Bolden's back. He's a guy that I'm very curious to see if we see him you know, perform at a higher level than, than he did last year. So, and just in the, in the spring game, let, let's see how he does. So, you know, Gervin Hall, you mentioned getting hurdled. Will he bounce back from that performance and, and show that he can make plays. And obviously Avante, I'm looking at the secondary, that that's the position group I'll be watching. You'd like to see them prevent big plays. You'd like for them to shut down uh, the receivers. Frankly, you'd like to see them play well. So that, that'll be the group that I'll be watching for sure. I'll flip it to the other side, the guys that those those defensive backs will be going against, and I'll I'll, I'll highlight the receivers. Um, I think that is a group where it really does boil down to a group because I'm not – I mean, I do think Mike Harley is the number one receiver, right? But I don't know if he's your traditional number one receiver, if that makes sense. I think he's – Mike Harley's going to lead the team in receptions, yards, probably touchdowns. Um, but he's a guy that's working out of the slot. Um, I think ideally your number one receiver is an outside guy. Um, and, and so Miami's looking for one of these guys to step up. It looks like Charleston Rambo, the Oklahoma transfer is on his way to being that guy, but he has to stack performances in, in order to earn the trust of, of the coaches and the rest of the team. I want to see what D Wiggins looks like. I want to see what Mark Pope looks like when they have opportunities um, to make plays, do they make them? Because they they struggled in that regard in 2020. Also want to see what Xavier Restrepo looks like, right? He's a guy that um, produces in these scrimmages, but is he producing against third teamers or is he making plays against the first team defense? I think all these are fair questions, not to mention they have, they have some young, intriguing guys, right? Like Keyshawn Smith, Michael Redding, Daz Warsha made a nice catch, um, in the second scrimmage where Miami sent a highlight out of him making that play. So wide receiver group, everyone knows in the Miami fan base that that position group needs to step up. And so if they start generating big plays, uh, I think that's going to be a positive sign overall for the offense this year. All right, let's, uh, you know, I don't know if Miami's going to name like a spring game MVP, Chris, um, but Let's just let's just say who, you know, spring game MVP, who is going to be the most impressive guy on offense and defense if we're going to predict in the spring game this Saturday, um, MVP of the offense, who would you make a, an early ridiculous prediction for? Well, I think if we talk about the offense and based on the numbers we've got in the first two scrimmages, there's probably no reason to think that the quor- a quarterback won't be throw well or, or, or complete passes or have a productive day based on the stats that the that um has sent us in closed scrimmages there's no reason to think that they won't have a, a big day so pick take your pick van dyke or garcia i guess if you if you want to pick a guy maybe van dyke um and i and i don't know if that's a great projection or prediction because like i said i think the running backs we'll see how they do um the wide receivers it's tough to say because you would need someone like a rambo um you right. know, Restrepo had the big day before in the other scrimmage. You know, Mike Harley is a threat every time 
he steps foot. I think those guys will all be good. I think they all have chances to catch touchdowns. I think it was great. It didn't touch on, but I think it was great to see D Wiggins get two touchdowns last scrimmage. However it yeah. happened, um, just the fact that he's producing. So if he has a two touchdown day, maybe you're going to look at him a little differently in the spring game. Like, Hey, you know, maybe he is going to turn the corner as a player. So um, it's take your pick. I, I just think maybe if we're, we're, we're really looking at it, I would pick one of the quarterbacks. I thought Jake certainly made strides last game. Um, but yeah, I, I think Van Dyke for a safe pick. Um, again, I, if these, if these quarterbacks don't perform at the level um, that they've done the first two scrimmages, it'll be very interesting just because, um, yeah, you know, they won't be, they won't, uh, they'll, it almost won't, they won't get a lot of credit for their first two scrimmages if they don't do well and they look shaky on Saturday. Um, I, I don't know, you know, I've, I've not been, you know, super high on Tyler. Um, so I guess it's hard, you know, I, I'm fumbling around on, on the question, even though like, I, I understand what, it, what people want to know, like who's going to perform the best. I, I guess it's, hard for me just to, to bank that Tyler is going to play well um, in that setting. I, I don't know. Um, I agree with your line of thinking at the quarterback position. I was going to, you know, I was going to go with Jake Garcia mainly for the reason of, you know, I expect Jake to mainly go against second and third teamers. Um, I think he might get in there with the first team a little bit, but I think he'll primarily be in there with second and third teamers and, you know, I think that will probably allow an opportunity for him to put up bigger numbers. But yes, I mean, you're, you're exactly right. I think in, in making the point that both those guys have been very productive in the first two scrimmages. Theoretically, it should carry into this game. We'll see, though. Um, and, and I think, you know, I also am not quite sure how much Miami will want to put on tape in terms of how they utilize Charleston Rambo. And it seems like Mike Harley's been on a bit of a pitch count in each of the first two scrimmages. So I'm not necessarily sure how much burn he's going to be getting in this game. And I think you make a fair point with the running backs, but I don't know which one to pick quite frankly, um, because I think they are pretty even. I think the reps will be even. And so, you know, they want a, lead running back to emerge. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how you figure that out, quite frankly, uh, without just feeding the ball heavily to one of these guys in one of these scrimmages. Um, so I think a quarterback is the right call. I'll go with Jake Garcia. So you're, you're taking Tyler Van Dyke. I'm taking Jake Garcia. We'll see how it turns out. Um, you know, I'm with you though. I mean, who knows essentially which, how they're going to perform because, Doing it on TV, in my opinion, is a much is is a is is a test. Um, you know, do nerves whether it's Jake Garcia as an early enrollee freshman, do nerves come into play, or even Tyler Van Dyke, who who hasn't necessarily played much to this point on a on a big stage. Um, how about on the defensive side of the ball, Chris? Uh, it's a little bit different. I, I think if Corey flags out there, he's got a chance to rack up tackles, maybe make a play, but. I'll, you know what? I'll go with Bubba Bolden making tackles. I'll say he'll come up with a pick. Um, defense is a little tougher um, just because you're going to need someone to have a big play to really feel like they earn MVP. Um, the tackles would be interesting. And no, I'm saying that 
it's normally you would point to a defensive end. That's how it's been recently. You feel like, okay, the offensive line's not as good. The defense, somebody on the defensive line is going to rack up sacks and you just pick somebody. That's typically how it's been. If we were to do this in years past, I, I just don't see that happening. I, I don't think there's going to be a defensive tackle that, or a defensive lineman that really gets to the quarterback quite often. I'll be surprised if they do. Um, certainly it'll be glad, uh, be good to see, but yeah, I'll just go with Bubba. I'll say he gets a pick and you look at him, you know, flying around, kind of leading the defense and that, that, that'll be my pick. So I'm going to go with the old Wiley veteran and I will go with defensive end Zach McLeod. Don't know why, honestly, don't have a good reason for it. Um, I just think he's going to come out and play hard with a point to prove in the spring game. And, you know, in these spring games, it is easy to get sacks, right? Essentially, it, it's touch football. Um, so can Zach McCloud get some touch football sacks? We'll see. I'm going to bet on it. So I'll go with Zach McCloud. Um, before we get out of here, Chris, let me throw one more at you. Is there, is there a backup, like a guy who's probably most likely a second teamer, whether it's offense or defense, that, that you're curious to see what they really do look like. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with Jalen Rivers, and I say he's a backup now because, you know, Ja'Kai yeah, started last year. He is. So, so I'll, I'll go with Jalen because they speak highly of him. Once again, one of these guys we didn't see much during the season, highly regarded recruit, back it up to last spring, four practices. We really got to watch the offensive line. Looks good, that kind of thing. But, you know, a lot different player a year later. If he's really going to challenge for a starting spot, I think he's – I'm very curious to see how he does. He's a backup that I'm curious to see. Um, I'll, I'll stick with Jalen. There's there's certainly a lot of guys on defense fighting for spots and playing time. We've touched on the linebackers. I think Avery Huff is a, a backup that I'm curious to see. Um, you touched on Corey Flagg. We've talked about him quite a bit um, as a backup to Jennings, and if he's going to take over that spot, he certainly needs to play well in this setting. So there's a lot of guys, but I think Jalen's the one that I'm most curious about. I'm curious on Avery Huff, right? He's a guy that Manny Diaz has gone out of his way after both scrimmages to highlight. Um, it appears that Avery is is kind of been the leading tackler or, or in that group of leading tacklers for each one of the scrimmages. Avery Huff is very athletic, um, but the the rap on him is that he's he's needed to learn how to play within the defense. So is is the light bulb coming on for Avery uh, at the weak side linebacker spot. Uh, I think Miami fans need to hope that's the case. And if not, I wonder if Miami will take a look in the transfer portal for a weak side linebacker. So I think Avery Huff is definitely a guy on the second team that, you know, I know I'll be watching when he's in the game. So I think that kind of wraps up our quick little spring game preview, Chris. I think we should do a, I think we'll do an instant reaction uh, to the spring game. We'll have that up fairly soon after the game wraps up, but uh, you know, hopefully all the guys stay healthy. Hopefully we see plenty of big plays made offense defense in this game. And hopefully it's just a, a fun time for fans to uh, enjoy some off season football. Again, game is set to kick at 11 o'clock in the morning, Eastern time and it will air on the ACC network. It is closed to the public, um, but you can watch it on the ACC network. So 
I think that wraps everything up, Chris. And uh, thanks again for another great conversation, man.